Hi, welcome to the Shop Notes podcast. I'm Phil Huber, and I'm joined today by John Doyle and Logan Whitmer. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the projects and tools currently on our workbench, as well as some dream classes that we'd like to take with other woodworkers. This episode of the Shop Notes podcast is brought to you by Woodsmith Plans. You'll find nearly a thousand plans covering everything that you'd want to build, from furniture projects to gift projects, kitchen accessories, workshop projects and jigs, and more. Find your next project at woodsmithplans.com. John, what do you got? What are you working on? Uh, well, let's talk about what I am done, what is off my workbench, and right. that is the Woodsmith Mystery Box. <laughs> yeah. That's been a long time yes. coming. So, it really hasn't, though. It's, it's been a month. Is it exactly a month? really been exactly a month? month. Exactly a month. Yes. Holy so, cow. If you have not heard of the Woodsmith Mystery Box, Too this bad. was a... Uh, Brainchild of was it your idea, Phil, or one? Don't of, put that on Phil. Don't put that on Phil. <laughs> don't put that on Phil. Okay, it was the brainchild of someone here at Woodsmith that um, to clear out our excess inventory that has built up over the last forty years. Which um, is a euphemism for saying we're hoarders. Yes. Yes. Well, to be fair, we hit, we sold a lot of stuff, right? I mean, we had a lot yeah. of different products. At one time, yeah, Woodsmith right. had a. Uh, mail order catalog and yeah. kits and all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah, sold project parts. Project parts. Yeah, hardware kits, stuff like all, that. And then they invented the internet sometime <laughs> in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And then people could buy stuff off of Amazon and everywhere else. So we kind of um, dwindled down that operation and went away from that. And we still had a lot of parts. So and it's all been in our warehouse. In the warehouse, and yeah. it's yes moved a couple, a couple of times. times, and so the idea with these uh, mystery boxes was that if you paid ten dollars plus the three ninety nine shipping, you would get a forty dollar value randomly from our warehouse. Yeah, so, so whatever we could fit in the box that equaled forty bucks, give or take. Or yeah, trying to get a little over that. Mm -hmm. So that was the idea. Um, like I said, we sold 2,000-ish mystery boxes. And I think we had planned on like 200, 200 <laughs> couple hundred That would maybe. be a lot. Yeah. So, and we have one person full-time working in our warehouse that ships out the normal stuff. Yeah. So that was like So needless to say, it was panic. Panic. Oh, crap. That was overwhelming yeah. for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we did get it shut off at 2,000, um, capped it there. And uh, so we spent a lot of our free time the past month in the warehouse going through stuff and um, yeah it was interesting because there were some people that bought two mystery boxes some people bought three four five and then the last one we just boxed up was a box of ten mystery boxes so it got pretty crazy so somebody spent a hundred bucks a hundred and three ninety nine hundred and three ninety nine for a so-called four hundred dollar value I I mean, what I put in that box is probably priceless. Yes. I mean, right. it's <laughs> yeah. stuff. But yeah, we had a lot of, I don't know, what did we have a lot of? It seemed like we had a lot of music boxes. We didn't have 2,000 of anything. No, right. Maybe no. a couple hundred of, but we had um, some music box kits from plans that we did. Yeah, and, the, with the little brass tumblers in them that make the fingers play a yep. tune. Those were cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some um, box, clock, clock faces. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of clock, different clock faces from clock projects that we did. Yep. Um, some kits for our box joint jig mm -hmm. a lot of knobs threaded knobs handles yeah a lot of that, hardware that kind of a lot of um a lot of there are gonna be a lot of people making jigs 
Yes, no. which is funny because we had that stuff in our warehouse for probably 20 years, and I've been buying that for our own use, <laughs> Yeah, not knowing like, that we had that the whole time. We'll be working on something for the TV show, like this Meyersaw cart yep. behind us, and yeah. it's like, oh, crap, we need a threaded knob for something. And we'd order Let's it. order it, run to the store, and we get it. We had hundreds of them. Who knew? Yep. Well, so. now we know. Now we well, know. But so. now we don't. Well, not really. Right, yeah. now it's gone. So, yeah, yeah, and I think we even went through our some of our personal hardware stashes and found some cool stuff. There was, yeah, a lot of stuff went in those. Back yeah. issues that back people issues, had. Back so. issues. Um, yeah, some books. A lot of cool stuff. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. So that is off my workbench. And yeah. Are you looking forward to anything now? I feel a, kind of a sense of loss now. <laughs> I, I felt important when I was working on that, and now that's gone. It's like, what am I? Who am I? Yeah. So I'm going to have a, you know, a period of discovery and <laughs> figure out. Soul searching. Yeah, exactly. So figure that out. And But we are on to uh, season 14 of the What's yeah. the Shop TV show now. So Yeah, we are. Pretty much done with two episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first one was... First my... one was the miter saw cart. So we, years ago, Shop Notes did a miter saw station where you put the miter saw on a cart and had fold-up wings so that you could mm-hmm. support long boards. But when it's all folded down, you can kind of tuck your miter saw away. Yeah. And um, Like anything, you build something, you evaluate it. Some things work, yep. work really well. Some things don't work as well. So... We made some improvements on this one and gave it a gave it the gritty reboot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so yeah, episode one. Yeah. So what do you have worked? What are you working on, Phil? Uh, for me, it's uh, some tools that I've been uh, picking up here and there. A few mm-hmm. years ago, in one of our previous purges, which if we knew about the mystery box, we maybe wouldn't have gotten rid of some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I have is a. I picked up a couple of round planes, wood-bodied rounds, and they were in decent shape, which is why I picked them up, but the blades weren't sharp, and honestly, at the time, I was still kind of of the idea that this is a curved blade, it's just... Hard to sharpen. Hard to sharpen, so it had an intimidation factor on it. So uh, I think you were going to be doing something on video edition on Woodworking Essentials. Yeah. Uh, making a cove with a round plane, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, you know, now is the time to just tackle it. So I just went at it, knowing that, you know, I've sharpened other blades before, and it's just sharpening. So mm-hmm. try it. If it doesn't work, try it again. Yeah. So, and I got it, so and it I've used shiny. it. I've used it a few times now. Granted, I'm being very selective on the materials that I'm using it on. No white oak. No. So walnut mostly. Um, I think some cherry that I did, uh, and I'm really impressed with how well it works. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of fun. And then the other one is, uh, I got a back saw. I don't know about 12 inches long from you. Yeah. yeah. And on the blade it says that it's sold by the LH Kurtz Company in Des Moines, Iowa. Hmm. So a Diston back saw looks like it was from a school because there's a stamp on it that says Board of Education. So I stripped the paint off the handle. Mm-hmm. Cleaned off the rust on the blade and then um, did some gun bluing on the spine to give it a little little bad axe tool works yeah. look to it. So, And it's actually reasonably sharp. It, it could stand a sharpening, but I was just using it today on some walnut and yeah. it turned out really well. That's good. Yeah. God, why did I give this to you? 
It's nice. Yeah. No backseats. <laughs> no backseats. Well, so I have been working through these planes that I, I purchased at auction. Um, and I'm getting through them. I've sold probably a dozen of them on eBay. eBay and Facebook. Sure. You know, through the groups. Um, I posted a bunch of them uh, last night, or two nights ago. And I was actually out of town for a week. Um, so I didn't have any going on there. But I, when I was out of town, I was um, down in Vegas. And you guys have heard me talk about this the last couple of days. You're probably sick of hearing it. Uh, but I was, uh, I was down in Vegas. Uh, for a turning class with Jimmy Clues, um, and turnings kind of became my new my new hobby. You know, it's I've been kind of selling these hand tools to buy a, a saw stop for my shop. Now I'm like, should I just buy a big lathe instead? Oh but dear, I know. And I'm I'm trying. We have a lathe here that I use a lot, and I I like it. So I'm thinking I'm still gonna go that saw stop route for my shop. But um, you know, I I brought a set of. Uh, Jimmy's tools back. I, I really like the system he has, and it's not—it's not a new system by any means. Um, the the interchangeable tool handles is something a lot of lathe tool manufacturers make. So you have a, you you purchase a handle, and then the uh, the tool cutters go into it and lock in either with a set screw or a you know a, a twist release or something like that. Sure. Um, I like Jimmy's because it's a it's a quick release. Um, so it's like a cam system, so you can lock it with a quarter turn either way. Okay. Which is really nice when you're, you know, turning something, you want to switch between, you know, a bowl of gouge and a parting tool. Uh, and I brought some of his, I, I brought some of his tools back with me, a couple of bowl of gouges, uh, a hollowing tool and a parting tool. Um, and I also have a spindle gouge and a scraper coming from him. Um, I'm actually going to be writing a review on these for Pop Wood. Okay. So that'll be fun. Um, but it was a super fun class. Learned some. I I didn't really learn much as far as turning goes because a lot of the a lot of the turning I've done I've learned by watching Jimmy's videos. So a lot of the stuff I did I've kind of seen him do in the past. So I kind of knew the tool movements. So I didn't gain much in the way of turning procedure because I knew it. I mean it, it was good affirmation that what I was doing was correct. But I learned a ton from a finishing standpoint. Because a lot of what Jimmy does is with coloring and gilding creams and stuff like that. So it was really fun to see some of those processes for coloring and, you know, shapes and making accents with different colors, stuff like that. So that was that was really cool. So and that kind of leads me into, I think, today's question that I want to give you guys is if you guys could take a class or work with somebody for a week, living or dead, because I know John, John's over there <laughs> eyeing, he has a good response um. to this one. Uh, who would it be? <laughs> I, I don't even want to know what he's going to say. <laughs> but, no, I mean, we're, we're all woodworkers, right? And I think most of us that work at the magazine, we have a, a passion for teaching people. And in turn, we like to learn. Sure. You know, we all like to learn new stuff. Um, so I, re- I get enjoyment going to classes like this. I've done some mm-hmm. carving classes and stuff like that. They're a blast to go learn from a, you know, a master of a craft. Mm-hmm. So, Phil, if there was one person you could work with for a week, class, or just work side by side with, and I want each easy answers, like, you work with the best people ever <laughs> oh, on your day to day. Low hanging fruit. Sorry. <laughs> Who would it be? Uh, well, see, we were talking about this before starting the recording, and I, I thought of two, and I have a few reserves, too. I think probably for a woodworking technique, mm-hmm. uh, there's a guy 
in Pennsylvania, Dave Fisher, okay. who's kind of my my woodworking crush currently for the past, past okay. couple of years. Cause That's nice. He, uh, I'm going to have to see what Dave looks like. What's now. really funny is he's he's not a full-time woodworker. He's a history high school history teacher in Pennsylvania, and he does carved bowls and spoons sure. and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really like his style. It's kind of inspired off of uh, Scandinavian and Swedish bowl carving okay. yep. styles. So it's it's not turned. They're sculpted and carved. Uh, he's got a really cool Ooh. approach to working, and uh, yeah, he's got those are cool. He's got some really cool stuff. So, and I think I like it because it's way different than the furniture stuff that I do. Sure. So I would really like to take a class uh, or work side by side with him because there's that aspect of not only the technique of making those because he does it all with hand tools. Yeah. Um, but then also. Just kind of picking up work habits, I think. You know, learning how to mm-hmm. sharpen because he's using a lot of gouges mm-hmm. and adzes and things like sure. that. So having some hands-on kind of feedback of seeing how I sharpen stuff because we've talked mm-hmm. about that in the past, where it's like it seems sharp, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you know. Is he the so, one that the chicken bowl shape came from? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he does. Just, just looking at his stuff real quick on my phone, it looked like he would. Yeah. That chicken bowl you did was kind of in his yeah. style. Yeah. So I've been trying to do some stuff with him and, or in his vein or inspired by the kind of sure. things that he does. The other class that I would like to do is I really like using hand saws. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, I have a few. One. So yep. I would love to do the sharpening class with Bad Axe, mm-hmm. uh, with Mark Harrell. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, if you're listening, because come up to Des Moines anytime. Right. And plus he's set up shop in Wisconsin, my home state. So yeah. there's a little little bit of that in there. And you know, because I have those hand saws, I would like to have them in top shape and learn how <laughs> to keep them in top shape too. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, John, what are you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say there's this old uh, Jewish woodworker that's not <laughs> carpenter, that's not with us anymore that, you know, I would have taken class with, you know, my man JC. Um, but that's not possible. So um, yeah, it's funny that you like, oh, don't say, oh, the people that you work with is, but it, it is funny that like, we'll be sitting down here doing video and like Chris or Vince or somebody else will be down here and showing something. I was like, whoa, I didn't ever think of doing it that way. You know, you, you learn from kind of everybody else and cause you always know what you know and you do things your way and then you see, you know, how somebody else does it and you, you really learn a lot yeah. and, and kind of add stuff to your repertoire as you go, but. So that, you know, it is a good answer. It's corny, but that's one thing. But yeah, like you did that turning class and that's also something I've never really gotten into is turning. So that'd be, you know, something cool to do sometime or just learning more about hand tools. I'm more of a power tool guy. So just that kind of thing. So it's good stuff. I don't know about a class because I don't know if she's done formal classes Mm -hmm. per se, but we had Nancy Hiller in here for the kitchen cabinet class. She she learned me that way. (laughs) That was an education all by itself, but I think working with Nancy, Mm -hmm. like through her whole process, I think would be kind of fun. Not only in kind of (laughs) in her wheelhouse of Mm -hmm. cabinetry stuff, but she does furniture things too. And she kind of likes to root out the, the, I don't know, 
offshoots of the arts yep. and crafts movement and find those styles yeah. that I yeah. may not just be that familiar with. Well, and she's a she's a riot. Yeah, she's fun. Yeah, she I could, would. I could go intern for her for yeah. for, for about a week and then she'd <laughs> that send she, me then home. she'd kick you out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be fun. I think now, so Jim, Jimmy's one a Turner that I've always idolized. So it was really cool being down with him for a week or for a weekend. I would also like to go take a class with um, uh, David Marks okay. out in California. You know, I, I kind of grew up watching David's show on, I think, DIY is where it was at. DIY Network, maybe? Woodworks? Yeah. Um, and he does classes out of his studio in, like, Santa Rosa, something like that. Um, and it was he has a very cool uh, mentality as far as bringing art into his woodworking. So I think it'd be a fun class to take different, uh, he does a lot of different patinas, different um, turn shapes, hollow form, stuff like that. So that, that'll that be next on my list. So Dave, you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're sending a lot of all these shout outs. Uh, you're sending yeah. me shout outs, you know. Listening. Yep. So, mm-hmm. all right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. That's what I had. Thanks everybody for joining us for today's episode of the Shop Notes podcast. Just a reminder, you can find our podcast at our home website, Woodsmith. Dot com or wherever you normally get your podcasts in the uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. Stitcher, Spotify, all the places. They're around. They're around. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions or comments from something that we've talked about on a previous episode or today's, please feel free to contact us through the comments on your podcast app or through our website again at woodsmith.com. Thanks again and we'll join you next time. This episode of the Shop Notes Podcast is brought to you by Woodsmith Magazine. Woodsmith Magazine has been the trusted source for all your woodworking information for over 40 years. From tips and techniques, to furniture projects, to shop projects, you can find it all in Woodsmith Magazine. Subscribe today at woodsmith.com.